Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. If you ask him to stop, he'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back from one. Bling, bling, really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the coach kings. So what was that story you were just telling us, Sophie? So my best friend, who mm-hmm. is my best friend from college, mm-hmm. like favorite person on the whole planet. Mm-hmm. A lot of setup. Yes. Her boyfriend of many years confessed to her that he has been reading her messages for the last year to t- two years. Mm, the whole, like, Damn. Mm. But what does he mean by reading those messages? Because I'm going to... Like you know, sometimes when your partner's phone is right there and you see the yeah. little bloop bloop, you give a you give a peek. You check it out. No, you no, no. As in, she used his computer to log on to oh, like something, shit. and he he held he on to it, held on to it, and mm. went through and was reading conversations between her mm. and anyone who was of the opposite gender. And you think this is trash? Then this is a trash thing, right? And like I, trash. it's nine hundred percent trash. And like I really like, <laughs> I really like her boyfriend. Like, I've always been an advocate. Like, he's a cool dude. Yeah. But this is fucked. Please <laughs> yeah. wait. Why so, did you even ask, do you think that this right. is trash? Yeah. What's going on? Because <laughs> it is trash. It is trash. But, but what if what? he emotionally cheated, Sophie? Yeah, well, is she, was Re- she emotionally cheated? Yeah, what if she, remember we, remember we yeah, was like. That's not the argument right now. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> no, but yeah, remember we had that episode where we was like, should you let your significant other read your text? And y'all was like. Yeah, me and Edgar was like, hell no. Okay, but wait. Not- we <laughs> said <know>. yes. <laughs> we said yes, but let and doing it without me knowing are two different things. Yeah. Like, oh, it's super trash. Like, if I let you on my phone and I give I you my know. code, then bet. But, yeah. like, he snuck that shit for a long time. And I mean, he, he had, had to play code. along like he didn't know certain things yeah. when he knew them. That's probably why he confessed because he started just to feel hard. guilty. That shit feels that hard to hard. do. Yeah, lying is hard. <laughs> you shouldn't do it. He said he said it was the most addictive thing that he he's ever like. Did he catch her? Or some oh, shit? It sounds like he jerked to it. That's disgusting. Uh, I don't know. That's creepy. Um, but no, he thing. like he he was he basically was like. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but like I need to stop, so I'm gonna tell you. Oh come on, that's not fair. How does she feel about it? She, she's she she's pissed. She's pissed, and and like it's been like two days, and like I feel like he hasn't done enough to be like, like I feel like he hasn't done enough to be forgiven yet. Obviously, what, what would he do? What would he do to be forgiven? I mean, like he has to like I feel like he should be going over the top right now, like trying to. But that's prove- fake. You I feel like so? that would be I, fake. But he I ain't feel, sorry. But but he's he's. <laughs> you don't think he's sorry? No, he's not sorry. Else he wouldn't be. What doing do you think, Charlotte? What what I should be done he, for an apology? I mean, to me, this is like grounds for a breakup. Wow. Because yeah. two years, and yeah. it's only because I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I I, t- I tell white lies. Mm-hmm. I like you know I'll have fucked up thoughts mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> or you'll you know you do little things to your partner that you mm-hmm. learn from and that you regret sometimes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but like two years. If I was like reading my partner's messages and then like continuing to lie about it, like I think that that is that is indicative of a personality flaw that I don't like. That yeah. that means that like I can't really trust you for two years. 
like that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it to me it would be grounds for a breakup. Like it would it would yeah. be a loss wow. of trust. It's a breakup. That's a breakup. That's a yeah. break. I don't. Yeah, that's a breakup, man. That's a breakup, man. I mean, did he catch? Years? Did he catch her doing something? <laughs> no. No, so I he mean, didn't like, catch her doing anything. No, she's never cheated on him. Maybe emotionally cheated a mm-hmm. few times, but not in the sense that like it's anything that would be grounds on her end that he would catch her doing something super bad. May I play devil's advocate for a second? Sure. If you this must. was a woman <laughs> catching a dude, I don't think we feel the same way about it. And how, I think the conversation you... would more go be about like, what she finds. That nigga probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> but to be, I, but to be fair, my opinion is completely biased because this is my best friend. Of course, of course, it yeah. is. Of course. Well, it and is. I think, I mean, I think that's a, a, okay. I'm not. It's not. I'm not gonna call you sexist, but I think it's you a, can it's call a, me sexist. I'm sexist. Uh, no, I don't think you're sexist. I think you're actually very feminist. But I think it's a very sexist. <laughs> I think it's a sexist way to look at the I same problem. That. You know, like trust is trust. Yeah. And to me, if a woman did it, like it's I don't the same thing. it's the same thing. Mm. It's like if she doesn't trust you and she's paranoid, like women do get a lot more um they get a lot of leeway. They get a lot more permission to be emotional. And when I say emotional, I feel like they get a, a they get permission to be paranoid. And I feel like you know, men culturally, American men have given us the reason to do that. <laughs> like they've American given us men. permission. I don't know what Haitian I don't men, know. I mean, Haitian you know men what? You're right. Haitian men too. Okay, <laughs> men have given us permission yeah. <laughs> because of action, of past actions yeah, in general. But fair. I but I also feel like I, I don't want to. I don't know, man. I'm like I'm for healthy relationships in general, and I feel <laughs> like sure. I feel like a healthy relationship means that neither of us should for two years. Be going <laughs> I agree. Back. I, I feel agree. like if it was a week, you get it, right? Like yeah. a week, you're like, oh, this is exciting, this but, is amazing. I'm reading all the messages, and after like, that, you're like, I'm sorry, time. I've been reading your messages for a week. The time. Yeah. Two years is too long. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I mean, like, this it's is not periodically, right? Like we're talking about like constant. All the time. I mean. I'm not 100% sure in that, but he, but the timeline has been like two years. My God. And, and like, damn. I mean, it's also, a serious relationship. They like live, they her. live together, you know? She should change her password. I mean, she did, she did, she did, and she's like, I need to make my password like girl power or something like that, which I think is hilarious. This is banana. Like to me, that's bananas. It's grounds for a breakup. It's Even like, though they've been together for a while and like they live together, you still think it's grounds for a breakup? You don't think it's I think something it's that grounds can be healed? For a breakup. Only because I think, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it can be healed. But to yeah. me, if I was her, I would be thinking about breaking up. Wow. And like, yeah. And I just feel like. I mean, it's grounds for a breakup simply because. For whatever reason, he don't trust her. He don't trust her. <laughs> so like and he can't be trusted. He can't be trusted, but he does there's no trust there anymore. There's no trust there. So yeah. I mean, either he gonna have to have a real conversation with her about why he's doing it. Do we know why he was doing it? Does he think he, she matter? was cheating? He well the way <laughs> yeah, he's, I, the I, way I, the way he started is I used to be insanely jealous. That's how right. he started. And, oh, she, and duh. she was like red flag. And she red was flag. like she's like, Really? Like I didn't know that. And then, then he dropped the dime this of is, I've been okay, reading your so messages. This is like this is two revelations now. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is like now now we know he was also insanely jealous. To me, this is a person that she doesn't know. Like that's mm. all this stuff is telling mm. me. It's like, mm. oh, I don't know who you are at all. Yeah. Now, yeah. and I'm too scared to sit around and find out. Like I don't <laughs> like that. I don't like finding out so that someone that you were dating for two years for is completely two, different for a long time. Yeah. They've been dating and they live together, and it's been two years since he's been reading her messages. This is bananas. And then also, <laughs> like, also like this is bananas. This is bad. This is bad. <laughs> this is bad. But also, just stop and don't tell her. Yeah, I mean. Like, 
If what you telling her for? You gonna do it for that damn long? Jakeesa. Like just stop and don't like if you, he, that means it's gonna he's that, not gonna yeah, stop. That's a, he's like, not gonna after stop. After two years, you you didn't feel like I, I mean sh- even after a year or yeah. after a month, you didn't feel like oh I trust this person. They're not doing anything bad. Stop. Here is, here is my thought. Yeah. Here is my thought. Did you tell her? For her benefit or for your benefit? His. Right. And that's, and that's, and that's his. why I was like, mm, that's pretty shady. Yeah. As someone who dated a serial cheater, 100% Damn. for his benefit. It's what, are, what are the um, characteristics of a serial cheater? Like, what did you that's notice a good about question. her? It's when they do really nice things. Well, it's 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 a gaslighting thing, right? Where yeah. like they start doing really nice things for you, and then you start being like, "Why? Like, why are you doing this all of a sudden?" Mm. I'll tell you a story, Guilt. and then that's about as deep as I go into it. But one time she texted me and she's like, have you ever thought about having a threesome? Oh, and I was God. like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a man. Of course I have. I want to say that's about 20% of every man's brain. Yeah. Um, and then she was like, oh, well, what about with, and she said a specific person, a woman. And I was like, well, I've never really thought about that. And she's like, well, she's down. And I was like, oh, how did that come up into conversation? Like, yeah. how did that, like, and then while pressing, that's when I found out that she had hooked up with that person the night before. Mm-hmm. And that's how, uh, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, you follow these threads. And, I mean, I've told Jaquise this before, but, like, the dude that she was cheating on me with one time, like, picked me up from the airport. God damn. And was, like, being my my friend, like, way this too hard. That's, that's this how kind you, of like, stuff, this is why. <laughs> this is why I don't, I don't fucks with, like, if somebody uh, confesses that kind of thing, then, like, to me, it, it, it makes me question every interaction we've ever had. Oh, of course. For the last two years and before that. It's just, like, And it now, carries on into your next relationships. It's it, something that course. I had to work on. It's something that of I was course. just, like. It I would be like, you. where the fuck is this? Per-? Like, I would like, you know, and I was like, oh no, I need to chill the fuck out. Not every person is that person that it I dated. It scars you, mm-hmm. and also that jealousy stuff. Uh, your friends' uh, jealousy stuff, like that. Her boyfriend needs to work on his own stuff. Mm. Like, yeah. I used to also. I feel like we've all dealt with jealousy. <laughs> like, mm. we've all dealt with we've it. We've all, all probably been jealous, right? Everybody, and, everybody has you, a streak of some right. type of jealousy. But you realize it's not your partner that's making you jealous. It's you that it's is a jealous person. It's yeah. you that is insecure, and you need to work on your own insecurity. I mean, I could hear, I could see him being like, because she is a very awful woman. She is very independent. She's very beautiful. You're, she's very smart. My your best, friend, my best friend. She's very the, smart. She's very. She's She's awful. She's. I said she's very alpha. Oh, oh alpha. alpha. I you also thought awful you too? said awful. No. I was just like, well, but damn. Then, but no. then she said beautiful, smart. <laughs> yeah. I was like, really? And so, like, and she's the type of person where she can talk to anybody. So it's like I could see him trying to use that as an excuse for why he did it. Yeah. But at the same time, that like you. That's been, not okay. That's it's not, not okay. okay. And it's you, not an excuse. That's the person you. She's been the same person the entire time you've been together. Like you know who she is. That's who she is. She's very charismatic. She can talk to anybody. Right. Yeah. This guy either learns from his, like, I have to say in my relationship, my husband's very, like, he's very secure and, like, smart and can talk to anybody. And, like, I was a very insecure person. And I always think, like, in the presence of that much security and confidence and charisma, it starts to bring out bad sides if you are insecure. Mm. But, like, you know, luckily he was chill enough to let me learn from <laughs> that and, like, didn't, like, if I lashed out in jealous ways or whatever. You guys had conversations. We had conversations. Yeah. And he gave me a, a chance to ch- to change and learn from my mistakes. Mm. But I, I also think that jealousy in men is very def- different than jealousy in women. You know, like, I, yeah. I think that, like, 
I think it's uh, jealousy in woman has rarely led to murder. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think a jealous and insecure man is physically dangerous. Is, yeah, could cause you bodily harm. Yeah. There's evidence to support right. that. Right. Okay, but other than that, because yeah, that's that's definitely an obvious. How else would it be? How else is jealousy different in women and men? I think the entitlement, I, maybe. Exactly. Entitlement? I think the entitlement. Yeah, I think culturally we're treated very different in society. Yeah. So, like, when a man has to be very macho and mm-hmm. show his manliness and be like, this is my woman. So, like, mm-hmm. if you're not confident in yourself, and, like, I mean, I think it's, like, there's shades of gray, right? It's not black or white. I'm not saying right. he gonna kill you. <laughs> he gonna, right. Girl, run. He gonna kill you. Like, Girl, run. T- tell tell yeah. uh, Lacey to run. They've been together this, <laughs> this like, how long have they been together total? Um, So they got together in 20, so we are in college. They met in college. 2015. Okay, so not that long. <laughs> They've only been together for three years. They've been yeah. together for three years. And yeah. so he's been for at least half of the yeah. relationship. And he's, he's been, been lying to her Over for half. for more than half the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know, girl. I feel like it's like so many people are screaming right, right. now. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you, girl. And so many and and the other and other people are like. Damn, should I tell my girl I'm looking at her phone? Right. I was going to say, fellas, tweet at us from your significant other's profile <laughs> that you heard the episode. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, do you subscribe to the belief that Haitian men don't cheat? Have you seen that what? meme on Haitian <laughs> Have you seen that meme on Haitian no Twitter sense. where it's like Haitian men don't cheat? The joke is what's the joke? Okay, the joke is that they do cheat, but it's not called cheating because they're Haitian men. Have right. you seen that? No, I haven't seen it's it. It's a very I'm, popular I'm meme on Haitian Twitter. It's just like, what? I need to follow Haitian Twitter. I'm not on it's, there. Oh, it's so funny. It's just like a bunch of like Haitian men doing very. It's like a there's one where it's like a bunch of Haitian men dancing. Yeah, it's like Haitian men on their way not to cheat. <laughs> 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 Yeah. We going not to cheat. <laughs> um, but that is a big. I mean, Haitian men are, I think, are known cheaters, right? Well, I don't. I think, think men are just known <laughs> so, cheaters. Yeah. I think everybody's a cheater. My this, my great grandfather had like a lot of kids from a lot of different. Like yeah. that's like a common thing I mean, in Haiti. Yeah, like you have a bunch of like half brothers and half sisters. Yeah. 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 Let's. But you know, let's let's be real. It's probably equal amount of cheating. No, of I, course. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's equal amount of cheating. I think probably the only difference is the access to medicine in terms of like in like America, if you like have like an infidel's relationship that leads to a pregnancy, you could probably have more options than right. you would in Haiti. Right, right, right. Yeah. Maybe not now with the Supreme Court bullshit. Sorry mm. to be a downer. No, it's I okay. I mean, the world is a downer. Niggas, you hear? It's not you. You guys can't cheat no more because Trump fucked it up for y'all. Because <laughs> Anthony Why Kennedy cheat? Why don't resigned last week. Why don't you talk to your significant other <laughs> about... Mm-hmm. Whether or not you want to be monogamous, you know what? I don't, I don't even like to talk because I feel like I don't know anything. Mm. Who knows anything? Who knows anything? You know what I know? Mm. We back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Culture kings in the building. You hear a new voice in the room. I'm Jaquise. I'm Edgar Mobus here. We got super producer Sophie in the house, and we got lovely a dope guest Charlotte Loriston. Charlotte, what's up, Charlotte? Hi, thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, Let's yeah. do the resume real quick. Let's All do the right. resume. You ready for this? Yeah. Ghosted. Yeah. Why with Hannibal Burr? Yeah. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Damn. Mm. People mm. of Earth. Damn. Mm. Is there anything else that I'm missing? I did Sundance with you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're, both <Sundance. laughs> We're both Sundance fellows. Yeah. That's dope. I mean, that's mostly it. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. You uh, you but, made so well. Let's kind of get into like the history of your writing. Like you made that oh, uh, podcast 
uh, not podcast. My web series. You made that web series, Clench and Release, yeah. and then kind of go, like, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I made that web series because I was in New York hustling. I was doing stand-up. I was doing improv, and I was like, Awkward Black Girl had come out, mm. and I was like, I could do that. And also, I was like, you know, I could be hustling, you know, taking the train an hour to Queens, you know, in the mm-hmm. middle of the night to do a 10-minute spot. Or I can make a web series that a lot of people could see and, like, it could be a calling card and people could get a sense of my mm. humor and, mm-hmm. you know, what what I do. Your and that's exactly, voice. yeah, and that's exactly what it ended up being. And I'm proud of it and I'm happy I did it. And um, I'm just out here trying to do more stuff, you mm. know. That's it. Wow. That's the so, dream for everybody, right? Yeah. You wrote on, uh, you wrote on Ghosted. With, I did. did you write on Ghosted with Carl? No, I didn't. Okay, you were there after. The, after, yeah. After. Cool, that cool, showrunner cool. change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows about that. Everybody knows about I mean, about listen. It. <laughs> I think it was more drama outside than inside, because when we were there, I mean, I didn't get to see any of the drama. I just got there. You were just like, hey, just, a yeah, job. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet job. Yeah. And I, I worked with great people. Deadline yeah. is like... It's turned from like just like being like you know industry news into like a gossip column. Yeah, line. totally. Like I was reading about that stuff that was happening on the uh, Lethal Weapon set. Have mm-hmm. you guys read yeah. any of that drama? Yeah, Deadline? with Damon yeah. Wayne. With Damon Wayne's and that guy. I couldn't like that picture with Damon Wayne's with his like with like a with um, a little blood like <laughs> a like a little blood on his bald head. I was just like, what? <laughs> you know the story, Jaquise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, that but so it's weird yeah. because. We also are in the industry, so we yeah. hear we hear shit like through the grapevine. Of course, yeah. of course. Uh, but so, to see it on a website, but to see it on a website crazy. for everybody. It's yeah. so like crazy. I knew about it before. Yeah, yeah. Post it, but yeah, now everybody knows about it. But the cut on his head was really small. Though. It was really yeah. small, but you know it hurts. Paper cuts hurt. They do paper hurt. cuts do hurt. You have you ever had a paper cut? I have one right like, here. You have one now. Right now. I'm sorry. Uh, like it's, in between, <laughs> in between the oh, webbing, man. and then you put soap on your hands, and oh. it's like. It burns. Well, it burns. is that enough to get a whole nigga fired from a show? Well, apparently it wasn't just that. It was that yeah. he had a bad temper. Yeah. He had an attitude. Uh, yeah. He purposely gave him a paper cut? Is that what? He, like, I think blew it, up sharp yeah. that everyone told him Not if you blow to. it up this way, it'll it's hurt somebody. Hurt people, yeah. yeah. Right. And then it hurt the worst person to hurt. Yeah, Damon Wayne. The <laughs> other star. Yeah. <laughs> Do you give me a paper cut on purpose? Yeah, I'm yeah. getting your ass fired. I, don't, I feel like if, if, it, if, <laughs> that, if, hurts. if that shrapnel had hit a PA, we would have never heard about this never, story. Never. But it was Damon Wayne's Jr. You yeah. What? Yeah, it was junior or senior? It was senior. Uh, senior, senior. Senior, senior. Sorry. Damon there's senior. there's a lot of them. I don't there's know. too many of them. There's yeah. too many. It's too, too many. <laughs> if it hit Damon Wayne's Jr., he'd still be doing the show. You're, yeah. you're right. I forgot that Damon Wayne's Jr. is a celebrity in his own right. And he like, is. He is. And yeah. he's hilarious. He's funny as hell, He's hilarious. And he looks exactly like his dad. He does look. He looks like a buff version of his dad seriously yeah yeah he's super and his funny. dad is buff too which is weird right his dad is buffer you think so damon wayne's jr used to be skinny uh senior used to be skinny as he shit be so oh that's true when he was color. like i mean he's just yeah. buffer as he's, yeah, gotten, he's gotten big yeah, yeah he's gotten big and living color he was sticking but remember him in uh coming to america uh not coming to america uh, beverly hill cop yeah, yeah. banana yeah that, uh, he was so was skinny that character gay he had to be <laughs> he I think about had that to a be lot. gay, right? And like Eddie Murphy, when he was like trying to like get people to do things for him, yeah, was he acting like a gay person? Like you know, like when Eddie Murphy would like walk into a mm-hmm. hotel and be like, "I'm sorry, I'm supposed to get this," and he's like kind of no, like starts I becoming think he was just a feminine, like a white man. Yeah, I think he was. Like, <laughs> so he was trying to be. <laughs> I love those movies. It's a great movie. <laughs> he was acting a like a white man. Charlotte's views do not set in line but with that's those. What he did. He walked into the hotel. <laughs> I think he was acting gay. I don't know. I think. 
watch that movie again. And he kind of like he weighs. I'm not saying that. Well, there was um, one moment where he did act gay because I think it's in yeah in the first one when he goes to the country club. And he was yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Tell him that he might have the herpes simplex. I love, <laughs> I love how you said because as if there's ever a reason to act gay. Well, <laughs> He's like he did act gay because. No, I was saying <laughs> what I was saying was. He, I, you there know, he acted gay. Right. You know, he was acting like he was a gay man because he went right. to go say, "Tell this other man that I slept with him, right, <laughs> and right. he may have herpes." I see. Uh, so he, if that's the scene you're talking about, then yes, he definitely yeah. was acting like a All gay right. man. That, that's oh, exactly talking, the scene I was talking about. Oh, I was talking about the. I thought you meant when he, when he came and was like, "Tell them that." Hey, go go watch Beverly Hill Cop. Yeah. Tell them that Michael Jackson can't sleep. Come yeah. sleeping here because they don't allow niggas in the Beverly yeah, Hills. That, that was. You know, I, I didn't see Beverly Hills Cop till like a month or two ago. Like I saw really? it very wow. recently and wow. I couldn't believe how funny it was only because they let Eddie Murphy. I mean, Eddie Murphy is who he is because he he is himself. Yeah. yeah. And he brings the he brings the racial reality to these comedy movies in a way that like, you know, if they had put a white person in there, you couldn't you do couldn't it. Do you know it. what you I mean? It. It's one yeah. of the- I, literally, I fell out when I saw that oh, scene. Yeah. I was like, what? It's so funny. <laughs> It's one of the only movies where you see the <laughs> cops who are supposed to be like straight faced yeah. break. They break right. all the time because you know that Eddie Murphy just does some unscripted he shit. Does some yeah. shit. And you can see like Judge Reinhold like to start laughing oh and stuff God. like that. So fucking great. Uh, you see my a... favorite my favorite Eddie movie uh, was Coming to America. Of course, I was just gonna say it's the 30 year anniversary of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Can you believe it's 30, 30 years? years. Yeah. It is my it. favorite movie of all time. It is one really. Of my it is my favorite movie. Coming of to all America. Time. I've seen it Hill so many movies times. More, but only because I like cop cop stuff. I mean, I'm watching Bosch right now, and I'm having mm, the greatest time. I don't time. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody's. Beverly Hill Cop is good. Beverly Hill Cop is great. Beverly Hill Cop Two is actually good too. Three is three is very very bad. bad. Is that the one Janet that, Jackson's in it, right? No, she's in none of them. She was in Nutty Professor. Wait, who's the? <laughs> that's what she, Who's yeah. the uh, girl the that they one, kidnap though, right? on a roller she's coaster on Beverly Hills Cop Three? It's a famous person. The girl she kid what? In Beverly Hills Cop Three, it's at a theme park, right? and he's like trying to rescue a girl that gets kidnapped by the bad guys. Oh yeah, uh, I know that? which. I, I I always thought it was Robin Gibbons. It's not Robin Gibbons. Uh, also, they just kind of look. It's not. It's definitely not Janet Jan, Jan Jackson. Uh, let's find out. And we'll uh, we'll definitely tell you guys the answer after the break. Okay. All right, I found it. Mm-hmm. It's not Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. It's Teresa Randall. Okay, that's who it is. Who was Will Smith's wife? In both bad boys. Oh. That character. And Wanda Blake and Spawn. And when's the last time any of y'all have watched Spawn? (laughs) That's about it. Oh, she was Juanita Jordan in Space Jam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. She plays Michael Jordan's wife. She plays Michael Jordan's wife. She's out here playing a lot of wives. She's playing a lot of wives, man. Uh, and love interests. But I always thought that was Robin Gibbons. I mean, that's kind of the game for like that was the sad thing about being like a black female actor in the in the late 80s it's like you never got to get your shine like and stuff like that no no there 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 hasn't been a black female beverly hills cop there hasn't will there be charlotte is I that think, gonna be you i think that's gotta have to be me i'm not a huge fan <laughs> of cop movies though i don't think eddie murphy was either i think it's All just right. i don't even think it was think written it was for job? eddie murphy <laughs> i think i was reading that like when i was watching remember when you used to watch movies on like amc or and mm-hmm. they would show you like the little facts on the bottom of it. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the facts was that it wasn't met, written for Eddie Murphy at all. Like, it was supposed to no be a way. legit 
cop movie, but like you said, Probably. when you put Eddie Murphy in a role, it's a comedy. It's yeah. gonna be Eddie, Eddie's gonna do Eddie. Yeah, I think didn't he have writing credit on it? I mean, of course, he pitched so many jokes. Yeah, uh, I thought I don't know why I thought it was for him because I think he had the choice to be in Ghostbusters or Beverly no Hill way. Cop. Yeah, he was supposed to be in Ghostbusters. No way, that would have been a completely different movie. It, he was he was supposed to be the star of it. That he would was have supposed been a to be completely yeah. different movie. He was supposed to be a star of Ghostbusters, uh, and at the last minute he backed out because he wanted to do Beverly Hill Cop, and then that's when they completely changed the role and made it a less less of a character. No way. Um, yeah. Are you guys ready to know who Beverly Hills Cop was written for? Who? Sylvester Stallone. That Get makes sense. out of here. <laughs> that makes sense. And then he apparently he did like a rewrite of the movie himself and made it way more dramatic. And then that's when they're just like, eh, we don't really like yes. this. We don't like this. And then they approached Eddie and he left from Ghostbusters to go do no yeah, way. that. That's exactly what happened. They convinced Eddie to leave uh, Ghostbusters to, have, to go to that one. Can you, you imagine know. the career he would have had if he did Ghostbusters? It would, I don't think or, it would have been that much different. <laughs> really? Really? I wonder Wait, how different Ghostbusters would have been. He wasn't the star of Ghostbusters, though. You know what I'm no, saying? He wouldn't yeah. have been. Uh, it would have oh, been Bill. Okay. It's still I Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. All I of them would have still been in it. He just would have been part of the core. Yeah. He would have been a part of the core group. I see. Yeah, he would have had a very different career. Yeah, and but that but that movie would have been very different. Yeah. <laughs> that movie would have been very different. Because I think Beverly Hills Cop kind of, I mean, obviously coming to America was before, right? It was after. It was after? Yeah. So then I feel like Beverly Hills Cop is what solidified him as like yeah. as a, a star? movie star. Uh, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, 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 yeah. Trading Places was kind of up there. Yeah, but Trading Places, he still wasn't the A story. Like, it's still a Dan Aykroyd movie, I would argue. Mm. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, I would say so. It would be no different than him being in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, Beverly Hill Cop was his movie. It's, yeah. uh, it's him. It's He's the fucking movie. star. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's Those like, little and choices to, that can change me, your career. It, they really can't. And to me, I feel like he's such a star. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Ghostbusters would have been a bad move, probably. It but would have been a, a bad movie. move. Yeah, it's, yeah it would have been a bad move. So, yeah, because it would have been an SNL movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. it would have right. had, oh, SNL passed. Right. And SNL kind of present, even though he had he had left SNL by then. SNL yeah. writers. Yeah, yeah, SNL writers. It would have been, I mean, it it kind of was an SNL movie already, but for some, it didn't feel like that. But yeah. when they had the the other, what's, what was the fuck is his name? Uh, Winston. I don't know. I don't know his real name. <laughs> uh, but he's shit. more of a dramatic actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Carl Winslow was in that movie. Yeah, he is. And Ghostbusters. Um, so then, going off of SNL movies, I feel like they have like a bad rap, right? Like whenever we think of SNL movies, we kind of like think, ah, oh, they're never really good. Really? Like, I don't know. Some of them are really good. Coneheads. I think people, people really... love Conehead. Coneheads is a cult classic. I with, I with but you see, that's what I'm saying. Cult classic implies yeah. not like. But cult classic implies it wasn't a box Universal office claim. hit. Oh no. No. Yeah. I mean, I think very few SNL movies are box office hits. If any. Uh, Wayne's World. What are some of your favorite SNL movies? Well, now I'm thinking like if every movie that I see that has a SNL person in it is an SNL movie. No, I think like, it's specifically uh, produced by Lauren okay. Michaels. Or because I'm it was... thinking of movies like 
Anchorman and Talladega no, no, Nights. No, 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 that was. I mean, that SNL. does have a lot of SNL people. Right. Adam McKay directed. Yeah. But like, no, here the I'll SNL, pull up a list. The SNL movies to me are the movies where the character originated on Saturday I Night see, Live. I see, I see. Like Coneheads or Wayne's right, World. Right, right, right. You right. Uh, Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury right. is one. But uh, superstar. Superstar. Um, yeah. But there are some of them where like the character <laughs> didn't originate it, but it's still in that window because Lord Michaels right. executive produced it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> They're, Wayne's World is my favorite one of all Wayne's those. Wayne's World is funny. Yeah. I liked Coneheads. It's stupid. It's <laughs> so it. stupid. Very bad. I liked it. I like. I mean, obviously Wayne's World, yeah, I grew up with that. I really like A Night at the Roxbury, even though it's very bad. It's very bad. What is, uh, what is, <laughs> what is, what is the movie, Charlotte, that if you could rewrite, like you mm. liked it, but if you could rewrite it, you were rewriting and you think you can make it hit its full potential. <laughs> Ooh, I don't, I don't know. I or don't know. Okay. I never watch. I don't think I ever. You don't watch, watch movies, movies for that reason. With that, yeah, with that yeah. thought, like, oh, I would do this better. Or not even nothing. Not even something that's like currently out, but something that you probably used to like as a kid, mm-hmm. and then you watch it through the lens of an as an adult. You're like, this wasn't that good. But oh. I was wrong about my favorite SNL movie. I'll let you think about that and let me read the list so that you guys can hear the list. So think about it and then I'll read the list of SNL movies. Jaquise is exactly correct with his classification of SNL movies. Yeah. So it's the Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers. Oh, World, how can I fucking forget about the Cone Blues Heads, Brothers? Wayne's World 2, It's Pat, Stewart Saves His Family, Blues Brothers 2000, A Night at the Roxbury, Superstar, The Ladies Man, and the last one was McGruber. I would have to say MacGruber's my fucking favorite out of all of those. MacGruber is good. Blues Brother, I can't believe I forgot about Blues Brothers. But I'm also biased being from Chicago. It's a very Chicago movie. Yeah, I mean, it has like all those Second City guys and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, but it's also very funny. All your white listeners were just like, what? Not Wayne's World? All your white listeners. Well, all uh, of them. No. <laughs> Simply no. <laughs> Wayne's World wasn't bad. Wayne's World was funny. It wasn't bad. It was so good. It was so good. Wayne's World 2 was not. Wayne's World. Is it still your number one, Charlotte, Wayne's World for Wayne that was, list? I've never seen MacGruber because I'm the worst. And I'm, I, I haven't right. seen a lot of movies. But I think all the movies that came out when I was a kid are hands down my favorite movies. Like yeah. It's hard to beat them because I've seen them so much. Yeah, <laughs> They become that. idolized. Yeah, movie. they do. Yeah. So then going off of what Jaquise said, is there a movie that you kind of remember that you'd be like, I think I can... I mean, I feel like there are a lot of Adam Sandler movies. I do watch Adam Sandler movies. Like <laughs> one of the ones I grew up with was Waterboy. Waterboy was funny as it shit. It was funny as shit. It was one of my favorite movies growing mm. up. But I think uh, also because I watched it so much, mm. like it was it was dumb to the point <laughs> of like of like I hate it now if I watch it. Really? Yeah, but I don't know what I would change about it. It was just stupid. Is is. There are some movies that are so bad they're good. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. kind of one of them. And by bad, I don't mean like, wow, this is a bad movie, but it's just so stupid. It's yeah. so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the concept of it is so stupid. Yeah. It's so dumb. That it's almost like one of those knots that you have to keep tying and tying yeah. and tying to the point where it's like, this makes no sense, but I can't untie I can't. it. You're right. I mean, I don't know what I would do to change it. I just yeah. remember like, Growing to hate and then love that movie again because it's like, what am I gonna do? I watched this. <laughs> it's so fa- stupid. One of my favorite move- lines from that movie is when his mom finds out that he's playing football. He's like, 
You gonna leave me to go play foosball and leave me here with Steve? <laughs> he said, <laughs> just the way she he says, with Steve? <laughs> cracks me the fuck up. That's a very stupid movie. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, what's your, yeah. like, I when I think of movie quotes, mm-hmm. like quotable movies, my, one, my two top favorites are, my top three favorites, Big Lebowski, uh, Anchorman, Coming to America. Uh, it's hard to beat those for me. Man, for quotes for me, it's Mystery Team. I quote that a lot. With, uh, K- with Kel? Kel Mitchell? No, that one? No, Mystery Team. No, that's Mystery Men. That's oh, a Mystery very Man. funny movie. Oh, okay. Mystery Men is a very funny movie that everybody forgot about. Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, Kel Mitchell. That movie's fucking... Especially Kel's character, because he's an invisible man, but he's yeah. only invisible when nobody's looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. Um, I really like that movie. Nah, it's Mystery Team. is Donald Glover. It's like the Derek Comedy guys. Donald Glover, oh, okay. uh, Dominic Dirk is DC Pearson, and they're like these teenage... It's like essentially making fun of that, that whole Scooby-Doo kind of like kids mystery team, yeah. but like what if they became adults and still acted that way? Yeah. Uh, so I really like that movie. Well, uh, Matt Walsh. Has one of my favorite quotes in it where he's like hanging out with this dude by the water cooler and the water the dude says like a lame joke and then Matt Walsh goes, Man, you know what, Rick? Sometimes I wish you didn't beat that cancer. <laughs> and then oh, he shit. walks away. That shit. We used to say that shit in college all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um and then um I mean Anchorman and then the other one is another Will Ferrell movie. I mean, probably all of them are Will Ferrell movies. Anchorman, Talladega Nights is one. I'm, yeah. all, I'm always saying, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. Like, I say that one now seriously, even though it's stupid. <laughs> uh, and then uh, The Other Guys. Mm-hmm. That, the Other Guys is fun. That monologue that he gives about becoming the tuna that learns how to eat sharks is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I don't remember it. Where he goes, we will learn, we will feast on your children and we'll get a taste for you. Oh. We will learn apparatus. Yeah. And we will walk the ground. <laughs> and we will find you. And we will hunt you down. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's very funny. The My favorite part of other guys is when The Rock and Sam Jackson. Oh, I mean, the beginning, fall. yeah. <laughs> and then they just smacked. Have you seen the other guys? Of course not. I've done oh. It's my favorite Will Ferrell it's movie because so it's the funny. first movie where he's not. Because all of his other movies, he's playing someone who's too cool for school and then gets a reality check. Nice. But in The Other Guys, he's playing. An idiot, and he's the lame one in it, which is mm-hmm. like you know, Talladega Nights. He's like the coolest, right. uh, like race driver. Anchorman, he's like the coolest, but like in uh, the other guys, he's like a really, really lame person. Like there's that other one, he's like, I'm looking at this mug, and it says FBI. But when you look, it says female body inspector. <laughs> FBI. And Mark Wahlberg, shut the fuck up! <laughs> this shit makes me laugh so much. It's crazy. It's crazy. What about, do you have any? Yeah, what are your quotes? What's your quote um, I am a, I grew up watching uh, What's Love Got to Do With It with, um, oh man, with Angela Bassett. That's and, a drama. Uh, a drama. <laughs> what are you quoting from I, that I'm movie? Quoting, <laughs> I'm not gonna, he's like, you can take my name, but he's like, you can take everything else, but you can't take my name. <laughs> She keeps the God Tina Turner name because her name's Anna Mae. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> then, God damn, that movie had to come yeah. out when you yeah. were all like, oh, I like right, laughing right, right. at I was these a movies. child, but I was watching these movies. And she's like, I, yeah, I, I, I like beat. quoting this. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I like quoting Roots. 
I like. I've been watching a lot of. I like been watching a lot of Forty Year Old Virgin for some. Oh, because it's on Netflix now. They put a lot of them on Netflix. Yeah, and like Rami Malko, I feel like he should be a giant star from that movie. Like he he got a lot of shine from that movie, but I don't feel like he became a big enough star. When he's like, your dick is my dick. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, he, is this written or is he, yeah. I had to go get the script and read the script and be like, who, who is he, it? is yeah. he like improvising these lines because he's so good? Dude, that was also good uh, that one of Kevin Hart's first movies. Yeah. Yeah, that, that scene uh, yeah. where he was like, oh, you somebody's nigga wearing this right. nigga tie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quotable ass movie. That is, yeah, that is quotable. a quotable ass movie. Yeah. A lot of people talk about how he ruined the comedy movie because he like made them about like talking to Avatar. Yeah. But like they're so quotable though. They're quotable, man. Yeah. Anchorman they're good. is. It's a like, Anchorman is another yeah. one. Talladega so Nights is another quotable. one. These are like those are my favorite movies. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Any other ones that you quote? You've been quoting? Not. I mean, like I can't even remember Talladega Nights, but I always feel like oh. that's. I'm gonna come at you like a spider monkey. There we are. Anytime I say baby Jesus. There we are. Dear sweet baby. Dear eight ounce. Sweet baby Jesus. Blue eye baby Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. So stupid. They're They're so so stupid and so funny. They don't make com. I mean, like. I guess like Tag is a comedy movie that's like killing it in the theaters right now, but they don't feel the same. Do you agree with that? Or I mean, they go in waves. They go in waves. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. I feel like they're big budget <laughs> and yeah. like they they need to appeal to like uh Trainwreck was one where I didn't have there weren't any quotes in it that I was like no. oh I'm going to remember this no. forever like mm-hmm. you know it's like I don't, the, I don't know and the basketball player was the funniest person you in know, that movie right. LeBron James <laughs> yeah. you know what I remember from Trainwreck I don't His even hairline? Jesus Christ, Sophie. Sorry. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I remember, I can't remember much in the movie. I remember liking it. It was funny. Yeah. But I went to go see it. Uh, when did it, when did Trainwreck come out? Like 2000, can you tell, can you, because this will let me know. I just I know I watched it in Portland, so it has to be like 2014, 2015 maybe. Okay. Okay. 15, okay. 2015. So I was living here, but I was back home in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I had nothing to do. I think some plans fell through. And I was like, I don't feel like going back home. So I went to a theater to go watch Trainwreck. And I was the only person in the theater. Just me. It was, yeah, it was (laughs) fucking weird. And I'm watching it. I'm laughing. I'm like, this is cool. And then all of a sudden I hear some scurrying. Just like some little feet on the ground. I'm like, oh shit. And then I hear some more. And it's a fucking rat in the movie theater. And so like I jumped the fuck up and like run out. And I'm like, man, I can't, I can't let this rat scare me. <laughs> so then I go back in and I hear it again and I watch the rest of the movie with my feet in the chair sitting Damn. on top of the fucking like chair. Why did you get somebody, bro? <laughs> what They'd the fuck they gonna a, do? Yeah, they would have given you a free movie pass. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I didn't live there anymore. I was just there to see a movie that night. But yeah. it ruined the rest of the movie of for course, me. Of course, yeah. I could not enjoy the rest of my night watching this movie because... I just thought like a rat would just scurry across right. my chair for the what's, rest of the night. What's the last movie you guys saw in theaters where the entire theater was dying of laughter? For me, I remember distinctly it was The Hangover. That was like hangover. the last one I remember where the entire everyone in the theater was dying laughing. 
I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah. The Hangover. It's not funny anymore, but in the theater, it's still funny. Was like, it's, it it was funny. I'm just saying. I, don't I can't know remember when was the last time. I mean, I was in a movie theater where everybody was dying. That's what I'm the, saying. It's like movies don't yeah. hit like that anymore. They don't. Really. The only one I can think of, and I don't know, it's the one that the one that popped in my head as one of the last ones, if not the last one, was Wedding Crashers. Uh, oh, in the scene man. where she's jacking him off under the table. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. seems very funny. I've never. If you, I, I had to watch that movie like two or three times to actually hear the dialogue at that point. <laughs> and it's so inconsequential. Like, they're yeah. talking about nothing because they knew nobody was going to be paying attention right. to anything they were saying at that part. That's a long time ago. It was a long time ago, dude. But I, the, uh, the theater was dying probably, when that shit Probably happened. for me, Bridesmaids. I could see that. I didn't see that in I theaters. Didn't laugh, yeah, but... I didn't lauged hard at Bridesmaids. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> I, nobody said that. Charlotte's like, yeah, I didn't think that shit was that, that funny. I mean, it was just that funny. one scene yeah. where when she, she shits shit. in the street. Right. Everybody's mm. dying. I thought it was all right. This is, this is what I laughed hard at. The last thing I laughed really hard at, I watched uh, Girl's Trip. Um, and that scene where Tiffany Haddish is in the hotel. Like, I didn't like most of that movie, but like... That scene when Tiffany Hannish is in the hotel and she's like talking to Jada Pinkett Smith, mm-hmm. I cried. Like, Man, I, like they I got you that bad. I, she and it, it. She wasn't even saying anything that funny. It's just she is so. Yeah. I didn't realize. Like I was like, oh, she's a star. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, she's so funny. She's so funny. And now you can't escape her. She's everywhere. She's everywhere, and I don't know how she's doing it. I was just like, aren't there <laughs> rules for like how many things you can do at <laughs> yeah. one time? She's like, on like TV shows. Right. And I was just like, and... also just like rules of time, like yeah. laws of gravity. <laughs> like it's yeah. like those don't apply to Tiffany Haddish. She's literally everywhere at the same time. It's crazy. It's great. Mm, she, it, yeah. I was gonna say I, like I didn't that like one. that um, grapefruit scene either, because and I don't know why it was like so famous because it was just like the scene is crazy. <sighs> I, <don't> know, man. <laughs> I just think that people were like. And I think Girlship is very good, but I think that like uh yeah, I think people were just ready for like just another hit. Like I think yeah. and I think we're still waiting for like that that next hit. And I think it has to be Charlotte's Beverly Hills Cop. Thanks for the pressure, man. Do I it. love it. Write that next hit. I love Write it. Write your next coming to America. You know I want to. <laughs> that, you, don't, you don't even know it, but I want to. That is great. I want to. Would you play, like, well, let's hear some of the multiple characters that you would play in that movie. Oh, snap. Like, See, that's another reason why Eddie Murphy is, like, the king. Because he can like, do all those characters. And Martin Lawrence. Like, those yeah. guys, like, are... I still think Martin is one of the funniest shows oh, of Martin all is. time. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's like, my top three. Yeah. It's my mm-hmm. top three, easily. I think it's the best pilot that's ever been made. Like, if mm. you watch the Martin pilot, you know exactly who all these characters are. Yeah. And so why they're funny and yeah. from the minute they walk on yeah. the screen. They're amazing. And then the, and then they just grow even more d- yeah. and flesh out. It's such a funny show. Well, you got to do, do it, Charlotte. I mean, you got to put on for, be the I'm first black woman it. to do it. I don't think I'm going to play multiple characters, though. Oh, come on. Man. You can't make, make no remake and not playing multiple. Well, all right. If you do the Beverly Hills Cop one, you don't have to play all multiple right. characters. But if you're I mean, doing Coming to America, Jaquise, she got to play multiple characters. He didn't play even least... play that many. He didn't play that many. He played what are you talking about? four? Yeah. Yeah, but like, it's but not most like of Nutty them were Professor. Very, yeah. It's not like Nutty Professor. Like, they're he's all the whole family. Yeah. Right. They're not right. all interacting. Yeah, he's like, you they're know, sex with chocolate. <laughs> and then yeah. he's like in the barbershop. I could do that. Well, in the barbershop, he's interacting with himself, right? Uh, is he two people in the barbershop? He's two people in a barbershop. He's, Ju- he's the Jewish man. <laughs> yeah. That's the one that people don't know he is. Yeah. He's he's obviously the one who's uh, cutting, he, hair. cutting then, hair, but he's also the Jewish man. Who reads the newspaper. I no. actually knew he was the Jewish man because of research I've done on the movie, but yeah. I... Now I'm trying to remember what the guy that's cutting the hair looks actually, like. He has like not, that old crazy phrase hair. Is that him? That's him, bro. I know Arsenio. Is that? I know Arsenio. Arsenio's the other one. 
Yeah. Arsenio's the other one. He's the one with the like crazy hair, the, like the really wrinkly bald head. Because if that's the case, they do interact with it. Yeah, they, they do. They do. Because he cuts yeah. his hair. Yeah, and they argue about. Uh, I think they argue about basketball. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, man, I'm now want to go home and just go watch, watch all that. these fucking movies. But I do think, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't think that we give black women that opportunity. But I would love to see that. I would love to see like a black woman fucking just like destroy all these characters. I think we're gonna see it very soon. Mm. I think we're gonna see it in the next five years. Mm. Uh. I- Randy Watson, Prince Akeem, Clarence, and Saul. Clarence was the barber. Yeah. And then Saul is the Jewish guy. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, who do you think who do you think it'll be? I mean, right now we have some dope ass women doing mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yeah, but I they mean, don't play a lot included. of they don't play they a lot don't of characters. They don't do a lot of characters, that's true. Natasha Rothwell. She's amazing. She, she had a characters. Netflix uh special. Mm-hmm. She had a characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she she's she does it. So Shears Ameda does it. She Shears Ameda plays characters? She can. Mm. I don't I you didn't think, see her play a lot, but she do can. Do you think SNL kind of I mean, I don't I mean I don't want you to put any future jobs in jeopardy by sure. talking real. <laughs> <laughs> by saying what we actually saw on TV. <laughs> like, that's all we'll say. That's all we'll say. Yeah, all we saw, we didn't see her playing that much, but she did a great job and I'm sure she'll be doing other characters. I wanna write a show for her because I think that like she deserves to be like on like a Seinfeld type show. I saw a list of five black women that you said that you would right write for. for. Yeah. And I was like, uh, wasn't it like, was it a white person that you were replying to and you replied with black women? Or yeah. like, like they weren't asking for black women. No, right? they weren't. And I was like, look at Edgar, like a champion of black women. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think Cecilia, like, I would love to see, because I feel like, yeah, I mean, I'll say because I don't think I'll ever write on the show and never ever have the chance. I don't think they used her right. I think that they like were like, oh, she'll just be the person who sings the chorus in music videos for every music video sketch that we do. Well, I also think she got on at a time that was crazy. Like mm. she like when she got on, I was in New York at the time. We were like and Were you in that were you part of that uh I showcase? I wasn't. Okay. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't a part of that showcase, but every black woman like everybody was talking as if any black woman it was like the the golden ticket from like yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, Tiffany Haddish was in that showcase. Yeah, but it but it was like well, what is that movie? Uh, Willy, Wonka. Willy Wonka. It was like everybody thought <laughs> every we were black gonna, kid every was black like, kid every... was like, is it gonna be me? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> shit. So it was like so much fanfare around yeah. it. It and it feels it it almost felt to me. This is just my own personal opinion, but it just almost felt to me a little bit unfair. Yeah, because like everybody else, there's already so much pressure. Yeah, and so much fear and hope and all those feelings that are mixed up and wanting to do this thing that you've been looking at for your whole life. Yeah, and then on top of that, it has all this media scrutiny because it's the first black woman in a while. So yeah. it makes you it to me like one of the worst things about this diversity push which is i think is amazing and great and is giving a lot of deserving people opportunities that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise is this just we just need to put a black person in <laughs> like we just yeah. need to put a woman in like i'm i'm going on so many meetings where like i'm not even sure they like me <laughs> i just uh-huh. know they want a black and i fit and i'm just yeah. like all right cool 
Yeah. Which is like... It's which like you're getting a, in a room, but right, it's still it's, like it, you're shackled. It, exactly. Like, it, it's great that I'm getting in the room. And I'm, I'm glad to have the opportunity, but it also, like, hurts my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so then, like, Leslie Jones is funnier in a different way, of course, than Shasir. Right. But do you think that uh, Leslie Jones came in with a lot less pressure because she didn't come in under that scrutiny? I think she came in with a lot less pressure. And I also think she's been in the industry a lot longer. Mm. Like, Leslie Jones has been hu- hustling for a long time. And also, Leslie didn't have... I, I think she had way less to lose yeah. in a way, which was why, like, when, you, when you've been waiting for that long to get put on, and also someone that looks like Leslie, someone that talks like Leslie, Leslie doesn't, you know, like, I feel like, listen to how we talk. It sounds yeah. like we clearly are black people that navigate white spaces a yes, lot. You know absolutely. what I mean? And, like, the way that Leslie is, you can tell she is someone who is very conspicuous <laughs> like amongst a very white cast mm-hmm. like that and but you could also tell she's been hustling for so long she's been doing it for so long she's just been waiting for a shot that as soon as she got in there she was just herself and yep. she was big and loud and you kind of have to do that on SNL yeah like you have, you to, see, make the space you have to make the space for yourself and you have to make you have to make a scene. <laughs> you have to like mm. show people who you are because there's so many people that get on that show and then they they're cut after one season because they kind of disappeared. Because the they kind of disappeared. They didn't get into enough sketches. They didn't like establish enough of who they are and how to use them. Mm. And now like Leslie has transcended everything. She <laughs> like, was just a writer. She was a guest writer. She I was. Think. And, and then they were like, let's put her on Weekend Update right. to mess around with Colin because that's funny. Right. And then it just blew up from there. To me, she's transcended everything. Mm-hmm. She's transcended like a loud black woman, mm. dark skin. Like they put her in every sketch. And now she's uh, now she's uh, she's made a name for herself. You know, you put her in a sketch because she's funny. Yeah, she's taking because Keenan's she's spot. Because yeah. Keenan needs to be the guy that you would cut to for a reaction. Right. But I watched this season, and they did that more with Leslie than yeah. they did with Keenan. I was like, she really out here taking niggas' spots. She out I here. She out here. And I'm and I'm like, and I feel like, um, I feel like, yeah, they didn't use they didn't use Sashir great, but it's hit or miss. You know, mm. it's like it, it to me like. It's not enough just to get on SNL. It's no. like like this is why this industry is so hard because like even when you get put on, like you that's have when to, the like, work begins. That's when the work that's begins. That's when the work begins. That's when it so starts. You, you hustle. You hustle to get to a place to hustle even more. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the hustle goes to a whole nother level. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I get. Yeah. I get like. There's a. I use Leslie Jones helped me realize a friend of mine. Uh, I don't want to say it was racist. But he he did some racist stuff. <laughs> it wasn't even some racist stuff. But he did. He was like, "All right, man, we don't all look alike." But I'm gonna tell you the story after the break. bad because i don't want to call this dude racist he's not racist uh but you know every time there's always a a white person they'll like you know just show their hand like come on bro come on bro is it can i guess is it like the way that they enjoy something that kind of shows their hand no it's well all right so he was uh (laughs) he like text me like yo jackies did you did you get like on a show blah 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 i don't want to say his name i was like "What, what are you talking about he was like, I think I just saw your picture like on the show. And I was like, no, I don't think you did. And he showed me the picture. And he only saw the top of the person's hair. 
and it was Leslie Jones and just oh, her shit. like the top of her fro oh, was shit. just up. And I was like, that's what made you think I was on the show, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, the top of a person's fucking fro. Like, come oh, on, God. man. <laughs> like, come oh, on, man. dude. <laughs> like, you couldn't even scroll the fuck right, down. Right. You just automatically like, oh, I know a black person with that hair. That's that must so, be Jackie. I know a black person in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jackie. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was... I mean, I laughed at yeah. it to myself. Like, God, you white people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it makes them racist. It doesn't make them racist. I mean, that's it what I'm saying. Dumb. It makes them dumb. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I don't want to call them racist. That's I, not it. And I, I, I'll say, I, I will like very easily call a white person racist these days because oh, yeah. I'm just like, there's too much of this shit going. I've been firing <laughs> it off. I've been firing it off at random ass times. Yeah. I'll be at McDonald's and I'll be like, have a good day. Be like, would you say to me, you racist? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I've also found myself having to like refigure out how I navigate like my white friends in Trump land. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm just like, it just feels like I have to talk to them in a different way a little bit. Yeah. Which is sad, but that's that's the world. Can I, can I ask you guys something about the current political state? Sure. Uh, as black people in it. Please. And I feel like more black people know this to be true. Uh, there is a tweet from a pastor who wrote, you know, you hey, you, you don't get to tell us black people how we uh, react to struggle when some of y'all just start struggling on November 9th, 2016. Uh, I was like, God damn. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Uh, I posted something on Twitter, so I'll ask you guys if you agree with it or not, mm-hmm. that this whole idea that the Republican Party and the political party, they are uh, conforming to what we're calling Trump- Trumpism, the mm-hmm. Trump's America, mm-hmm. is bullshit. Uh, the only reason they opposed him at first is because he was saying shit that they thought they couldn't say. Yeah. But now that they know they can, yeah. they're just kind of letting the freak flags fly. They're yes, saying yeah. this shit. He's saying shit that they've been saying... Trump didn't start birth or all the motherfuckers was saying, how can we illegitimize yeah. Barack Obama? Yeah. He was just the one that was saying it, it. Yeah. and vocalizing it as much as he and, wanted as he could. Yeah. Totally. To kind so of the, put oh sorry. So to put so to put this idea that where's your morals? Two yeah. years ago, Mike Pence, you were saying the Muslim ban was unconstitutional and now yeah. you're for it? It's because two years ago that nigga was lying. Right. <laughs> like, he didn't right. change his heart. Yeah. He just was saying like, oh, I need to be elected. I can't right. say that. Yeah. And now he's like, I might oh. have a black voter in there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I now think... he's like, shit, we can be elected? All right, cool, yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that describes Trump the best that he didn't even realize he was using was when he said locker room talk. And it kind of reminds me of how like, You'll have that one friend who makes a bunch of homophobic and sexist jokes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like when your girl's around, you'd be like, "Come on, dog!" Like, nah. Yeah. But that's the only reason why it's right. not being said is mm-hmm. because your girl's around. It's not because right. you disagree with what he's saying. Right. It's because she's there to hear it. But when he's not there, when she's not there, you join in, you laugh as hard as whatever it is, and I think that that is what Trump is for the Republican Party. He's that friend who's real loud about it, and they're like, "Hey, oh, hey, hey, hey." Every voters are around, like chill on that talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now they found a voter, they found a, a a friend that is comfortable with that talk, and now they're playing to it even louder. Like yeah. now they're being like, "Oh, y'all don't care when we say this out loud? Bet I'm gonna say it out loud all the fucking time." Yeah. Man. You cool with this joke? So I think the response to it has to be 
us really showing that we're not fucking cool with them talking about it out loud. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do that when you have so many media outlets sympathizing with people who talk that way. Right. <laughs> Did we get deep all of a sudden? We got deep no, all I of a mean, sudden. I have so much to say, right? Please, like, yeah, there, there's so say. much to say. Like, first, yeah. when you were talking about your friend, what were you, you were saying something about, like, you know, people just started suffering on November 9th, like, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like, I, have, there, I have so many feelings, of course, wrapped up mm-hmm. because it's a very scary time. It's mm-hmm. a very scary time. And it's like, Parts of me, I remember when um, Trump first got elected and I was like, you know, I've preferred it when like, uh, you know, I I like it that, you know, white people are being like upfront with their racism instead of like behind my back. But like, for real, get back in the closet. Like, it's scary. (laughs) Like, put your like Nazis. What? Like, I don't I don't like it. And it's of course, it's becoming normalized. Like th- this is the scariest part about it is the reason it's becoming normalized is because we have a structure of white supremacy that allows it. You know, like the reason why it's okay is because when when Trump first started talking about it, like you didn't have people on CNN checking him and doing all this stuff. They didn't want to call him a liar. They didn't want to call Nazis Nazis. They called them alt right because they don't. You don't call out another white person. <laughs> you know, it's like unspoken. This is like like white people have inherent goodness Mm -hmm. because of the structure of white supremacy that we have Mm -hmm. where you know if a black panther arms himself he's a terrorist but if a nazi kills someone with their car they're not a terrorist Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they're they're a person who has economic anxiety and they are afraid to lose their place in society they are afraid to lose the privilege that they never admitted that they they had anyway Mm -hmm. you know like they denied that they had this privilege anyway but now they're terrified to lose it Mm -hmm. there's a lot of talk about this anxiety amongst um this group right now but like i mean the whole thing is very scary but i've been talking a lot Mm -hmm. about Ta-Nehisi Coates' book that came out last year, We Were Eight Years in Power. Mm-hmm. And all of that book is talking about, uh, I mean, not all of that book, but a part of that book talks about Reconstruction mm. uh, after the Civil War and how in order to appease the South, the North allowed for a lot of things, including like rolling back some of the things that they promised freed slaves, 100%. like land, like money, like all this stuff that would have changed the face of black America, like, you know, it would have been a very different story for black people had those things been implemented. Um, And also, in order to appease the South, they gave them Senate seats. They gave, you know, like you had KKK members, you had people that you had Southern senators who had just lost the Civil War now in Congress, now making laws laws that would affect that affect us today. So it's like there's a very deep history from the very beginning of this country of rape that is built on racism. Mm -hmm. And America, it's, you know, the scariest parts of this time are moments when you think that we're not going to actually deal with it, that we're not actually going to ever acknowledge it and like actually really do the things that we need to do to make sure that these things don't happen and that they don't get worse. And one of them is some is small things like removing Confederate monuments, <laughs> like yeah. like like calling Nazis Nazis, calling yeah. president a liar even if he's a white man, like call him a liar, tell like like th- th- saying things like, you know, don't punch Nazis, which is there's been a lot of talk about it. You know, and like people are are always very quick to say, I don't advocate violence. 
You know what I mean? But I was just like, if you look at the people that are saying that, they don't have the threat of violence. Mm. Yeah. Like, you don't have the threat of violence from a Nazi. <laughs> like, yeah. And you only do if you outrightly say, I'm, you know, you're standing up for civil rights, you're standing up for black people or whatever. Like, I think America, you know, the sad part about America is that, like, we don't know how to, we don't know how to fight the thing that we have avoided, that we have, you know, lied to ourselves about for mm-hmm. the whole time like mm-hmm. and 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 another thing i think is like one one great example is police shootings you mm-hmm. know like the way that we talk about police shootings the way we talk about police shootings as if it is a black problem when in fact it is an american problem yeah. <laughs> like it is like you have There's american a people dying by the hands of the police this is an american problem the yeah. word i don't even feel like you should talk about it in terms of black and white or latino or whatever like this is just an american problem it is not constitutional for the police to be sh- to be murdering your citizens in this way I have so many feelings. I'm yeah. I'm very nervous for for where we where we go from here because every single day I see us fail to do very small things. Yeah. Do you think that um, sitting out Trump's presidency or voting him out is just another form of waiting to deal with it later? I think it's it's. Um... <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Waiting to deal with it later. Like, so like if we if if we get him out of office in 2020, that doesn't mean that we've necessarily dealt with it. No. And do you think that, that, like, I think that's what, like, But that's it's better what, than keeping him in there. Sure, but I think that that is the same. I think what Charles is talking about, and I might be assuming, is, like, mm-hmm. we've been taking what we assume is better without realizing, you know, that is going to have far-reaching consequences later, right? Like, some of the concessions that President Johnson made uh, during the Reconstruction era was because he was just like, fuck, I just want this. To, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. Like, this is so much stress. This is so much problems, especially because it came off of the heel of, like, this that assassination. Like, he just wanted it to be over with. And, like, I think that that's kind of how we're looking at this Trump thing a little bit is, like, we're like, let's harass them. Let's remove them. But we're not dealing with that thing inside. It's like getting rid of, a like, a... Uh-oh. Like a symptom, it's yeah. like a symptom. It's not the yeah. actual disease. This woman came to my church to describe American medicine one time, and mm-hmm. I think it applies to American a lot of things. Where she says Americans are really good at mopping the floor while the water is still running. Damn. And, <laughs> and I think that that's kind of like what we like. A lot of the solutions that we have right now are like we're like we're not dealing with that inside thing. We're not. We're not. And the the thing I think is like you know. There is like a glimmer of hope, a little tiny glimmer, because if we had had Hillary Clinton, we would not have revealed to the wider public how racist America is. Because like most, the majority of the country gets the privilege of walking through the world and not having to see deal with it, and not having to deal with reality of the racism here. And that's kind of what. The guy I said wrote that some of y'all have been struggling since November 9th. Exactly. It was like, we've been telling y'all. Yeah. 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 We've been telling y'all and, this. And that's what I mean when I was t- when I was saying how hard it is sometimes to inter- to talk to my white friends about this because I keep getting reminded that they don't walk through the world the same way that mm-hmm. I do. And it is like a jarring realization every single time I talk to my friend. Yeah. Talk to any friend and like and I'm like, "Oh shit, like, oh yeah, you you really don't know. <laughs> like yeah. you really don't walk through the world the way that I do." And that's not cool like that like you need to be aware of reality in the same way that people whose bodily like harm is at risk Mm -hmm. you know has has to deal with the world and like 
I I would I would I I feel like the way that we watch you know when we watch things like you know a debate about whether or not football players can kneel for police shootings mm-hmm. and the way that like um in response they've been oppressed and suppressed their rights to protest have mm-hmm. been suppressed and you know I'm I'm not even one to blame football players because everybody has to eat a lot of these people come yeah. from po- poorer backgrounds like I'm they're putting gonna, on for families. They're putting on, exactly. I'm just like, all right, you like the ways that we have responded. Like there have been small, tiny, tiny glimmers of hope, but for the most part, America has responded the way that America would, which is to suppress, which is to oppress, which is to uh, deny gaslight, mm. like not acknowledge, which is to give more power to corporations and white supremacists, and it's just like. I'm very, I'm very like, I'm just watching, but I'm also like, I'm also, I'm not going to say happy because it's not happy. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, at least as a country, we can, we can be clear about where we are as far as on a global scale, like right. how we compare to other countries. Right. We're not the best country in the world. Other countries have better <laughs> yeah. education. Other countries yeah. have some, some better opportunities for people like maybe people will start looking to other countries as the place to to go like i, I mean I, I like i just said a lot of things because because I, I frankly don't know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's well, know. like uh, it's a lot i don't want to offer this show up as a solution in any sense no no yeah uh, but have you watched um white and problem areas i haven't it is by far my favorite show get out uh and i think again? uh white and problem areas on hbo yeah um because it talks about those ideas a lot, especially this entire season dealt with uh, police brutality. So it operates in the kind of the same way that the John Oliver show operates, where at the top they do jokes about a random topic, mm-hmm. but there's always that main chunk topic. Yeah. And for all 10 episodes, I believe it was 10 episodes, maybe eight, they dealt with police brutality. And he would offer up not necessarily fix all solutions, but things that different communities were trying out. Mm-hmm. And I found out to be so much, so helpful. And like one of those that really struck me was a police department literally got together its entire block, black population or whoever was willing to go to that event, got together leaders and stuff like that and apologized uh, for how stuff, segregation went down. And it had a significant good. effect. Yes, that stuff is good. That stuff works. Yeah. You know, in South Africa, after apartheid fell, they had a truth and reconciliation yeah. council. And, like, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that they did. They, like, yeah. acknowledged. And, because you're not going to fix the problem if you don't even acknowledge, acknowledge it. it. I think yeah. that, yeah, I, I would I would recommend everyone watch that show and see, like, another one that they kind of had that was really fascinating that, like, really blew my fucking mind was um, this restorative justice program that this city tried where it would have the defendants or the offenders look the victim in the eye mm-hmm. and apologize rather than, rather than do time. Mm-hmm. And they talked about one specifically where it was this white kid, of course. Uh, this I don't think they would ever let a black kid do this, but this white kid had accidentally shot his fiance in the head Holy and shit. killed her. Holy shit. And the parents said, we don't want to do jail time. We want to try out this reconciliation thing. And they fought with the DA and they got it done. And like hearing the parents talk about it is probably the most fascinating thing about it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that there are these other options that we're not trying yet. And I would recommend anyone watch that show because it's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's very powerful. It's not like laugh out loud funny. Mm -hmm. It's more thought provoking. And 
I think that we should start thinking about these kind of radical solutions in, in terms of these things. Like, it could just literally be as small as, I remember when all the police shootings were happening, I saw a friend who said, literally, if you just hit up your black friend today and say, hey, can I take you out for lunch? And just take them out to lunch and listen, that is a radical movement that could have you radical know, change. I mean, that sounds amazing. And I feel like that's not even radical. <laughs> like, I feel like what's going on right now is what is radical. Sure. Like, what's going on right now is crazy. But people don't even think about that. People yeah. don't even think that, like, oh, yeah, like, my friend of color. Like, I have no idea. Like, you know, like, I haven't once considered how Anna and even in her office right now, they're feeling with, like, all this Latinx stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this whole tension that we can do these little which we think are little, but they're these significant movements that cause massive release. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I think a lot of it, too, is people's, like you guys mentioned, people's lack of acknowledgement. They don't acknowledge. You know, and I think the acknowledgement that happens is, well, it's over now. Right. When it's not. It's not. Uh, not. When slavery ended. Well, racism is over now. Yeah. Yeah. Until segregation. Yeah. Oh, I well, guess now it's over. Well, yeah. now it's over now until it's not. Oh, black president, racism is over now. Well, until it's, no, not. it's not. <laughs> uh, and it's like, you know, sometimes you just need to sit down and say, Edgar, I'm sorry for watching Westworld one episode ahead and really mean it. And then we can move on and forgive people. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, listen, it, acknowledgement is a big thing and and just being truthful about it. We know it's not over. We we don't need you to tell us that. Right. <laughs> we telling you that. Right. But if you at least acknowledge it, that goes like the cops who say, you know what? I'm sorry. I acknowledge this happened. I will put an asterisk that a long it, was way. A, it was a black police chief that did it. Yeah. That's amazing. But like, yeah. But no he still got. Police, but yeah. look, he still, it still got, had an effect. He still it had an, still effect, had an effect, and it's still. He's. I'm sure he still got his force to be there. Oh, absolutely. You guys should watch it. The show is truly transformative in like the way, like some of the things that I was like, I've never even considered that as an option. Shit is crazy. We're recording this early for people who don't know. It's, it's July 4th weekend. Me and Edgar are also literally about to get on a plane and go to New York. So this is a week before this comes out, but I feel like we have to acknowledge the fact that Joe Jackson died today. Uh, did y'all did you not hear that? that? Yeah, Joe Jackson died today. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's really callous. I truly. Why don't did it care. take him so long to die? Well, that's what I was saying. Jesus that's what Christ. I mean. Like, and I, I guess he just when kept he died, beating death. I was just like, I didn't know that nigga was still alive. Uh, <laughs> I have a saying <laughs> I that douches dead. never die. Yeah, like pieces of shit never die. <laughs> like true. their yeah. hatred and like keeps them alive. They, it keeps them alive. Adolf Hitler's alive in in Mexico. Isn't that a, th- a rumor or theory? A conspiracy theory? I've never I heard that. I don't think you should spread it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of you that. You heard it here on Culture Kings first. Uh, he <laughs> hanging out with Tupac and Elvis <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> in Mexico. Are those How, people... are in Cuba. In Cuba. Are in Cuba. How well, old was Joe Jackson when he died? 89. Yeah, 85? No, okay, 89. 89. Jesus Christ. Old as hell. All right, man. If you're trying to stick around, start doing some bad shit. <laughs> I mean, yo, I was just on Behind the Bastards recently, and there's this one, the dude who was one of the main people who was responsible for a lot of concentration camps and just the breaking the hearts and the fucking souls of so many countries, lived to be like 94 or some shit like that. That's crazy. Uh, and on his deathbed, he was like, 
Uh, what did he say, Sophie? Do you he remember? Said, only the good die young. Only the good die young. Basically yeah. saying like, I, I raised hell my whole life, yeah. and that's why I live so damn yeah. long. Seriously, I, I lived with that shit. You have to live yeah. with it. Be yeah, a dick. You'll live. It's forever. crazy. Was well, if he if he from Nerdivison this morning said, well, at least he lived long enough to see that Teddy Perkins shit on Atlanta. He didn't watch that shit. <laughs> I don't think he was conscious. Who? You know oh, I mean? Joe Jackson. You mean? I think he. I don't think he was lucid. I don't know. People who live old, like, it's one of the reasons why I'm like, why do people want to grow old? It's like, you want to wa- wait around until the person Whoa. you love is, like, drooling all over themselves. <laughs> and, like, I mean, that's not the only way to be old. Right. I know uh, some pretty coherent old people. Who? My aunt, I mean, she's dead now, but, like, my <laughs> aunt, her name was Auntie Florence. Uh, she lived to 96. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And... It was probably those last like three months where she like started to get sick and was just on, yeah. on her day, and everything was shutting down and then you kind of go back. Yeah, but that's you're talking the last three months of her 96 year old life. All right, that's fair. Uh, sometimes I feel like when we talk about old people that live long, they do things that like it's the same way with like kids where I'm just like we're grading them on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Where if an adult did this, we wouldn't care. Like oh. She's still walking around yeah. and talking. Like, yeah, yeah. everybody is. This but shit is also, not impressive. Yeah. <laughs> but there are some old people, like, even, like, celebrity, like, Bob Barker's ass. Right. 85 years old, and this nigga was still hosting yeah. The Price is Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's walking and talking. He's walking Jakees. and talking. That's yeah. it. That's not impressive, though. What fucked up shit is he up to yeah. that's keeping him so sprite? Man. Kissing all them contestants in the mouth. Kissing, oh. No, that was, that was Richard Dawson. <laughs> Uh, I was on The Price is Right his last year. He kissed year. you in the mouth? No he way. did not kiss me on the mouth. It was 2006. I was on The Price is Right. It was his last year. He was 85. And this whole time, man, he was spry. He was talking. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I'm looking, I was like, God damn, he old as fuck. <laughs> he looked like death. <laughs> I don't care how spry and energetic he, he looked like death. He was probably looking at you like, who put the bellboy on the show? <laughs> nah. I've, I've said this before. Bob Barker is one of the only white men who got my name absolutely correct on first try. Wow. No way. Yeah. I mean, it's probably more just fucking 40 years of saying people's names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but nobody had to tell. And the reason I know he just knew how to say it is because I was part of the first four to come on down, which means like you get announced over the loudspeakers yeah. in the beginning of the game. And because you can't hear, they also have your name up on the board. So they raised my name up so I can see that, hey, come on and come on down. But the guy who announced the show called me Jacques Neal. So like he he mispronounced my name, and but my name was written on the board correctly. And Bar- Barker came out 30 seconds later Say my name exactly right. No <laughs> yeah, that's a professional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm fascinated by people that can have the same job for that long. Yeah, yeah. like him. Yeah, uh-huh. I think Steve Harvey's gonna stay you, doing that I shit feel forever. Like they would do like yeah. I don't know. What is he know. gonna leave to go do? What inside info you have? Yeah, what's, what's, that, what's that? Everybody in Hollywood has that info. Uh, I don't know. When whenever whenever he wanted to, from what I heard. He wanted to start doing like the celebrity family feud thing because he was getting bored with the regular family feud. Isn't he already which is, doing it? Yeah, but that's not a that's that, Jake, well, that's a that's a different paint job on the same car. Yeah, right. But that's what I'm saying. He's getting, he's bored, getting bored doing it. Uh, at this point, he's the second longest host 
of the family what <laughs> next to richard dawson richard dawson was how the longest. long has steve harvey been doing steve this steve harvey been hosting it for a good like six seven years now oh, okay yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I been a while. I thought you were going to say 15 years. I was like, 15 what? years. But that's the thing. They started. all have like short fucking lifespans for yeah. all the hosts of Family Feud. He's I mean, the he second looks bored as hell. Show's boring as hell. It's boring. Yeah, it's not You boring. should watch Jaquise loves it. Uh, I do love it. Jaquise loves. I this is what Jaquise loves. He loves I host a Disney, Family Feud show. Disney World, <laughs> Disneyland, uh, game shows, and uh, what else? There's something else that like, oh, Food. cruise ships. All great shit. Jaquise literally is you ready to live in Florida. On the inside, man, <laughs> yeah. what are you? Hell yeah, I love it. Uh, have you ever been on a cruise? I've never. See, y'all, y'all can't talk. Where Miles? <laughs> I did at? when I graduated Miles from at? college. Miles Gray, Miles Gray, <laughs> he'll be here to back me up. He, he loves, loves cruises. cruises. When he I graduated cruises. from college, we had like a booze cruise, like yeah. for our. But that's, that's it wasn't not, that's like a, a real that's not cruise. The, yeah, yeah, it was nope. just like a forty-five minutes. <laughs> we have a correction on when uh, how long Steve Harvey has been hosting. It's eight years. Eight years. And I only say this because I want to protect Jaquise from annoying ass people tweeting at him, being like, actually, "It's actually eight years. It's actually eight years." Yeah. We don't give a fuck about living single. <laughs> I don't care about living single. Stop tweeting at me. <laughs> I care about living single. <laughs> living single is a great show. It's a great show. Uh, it's not Black Friends. Stop tweeting at me. It's its own show. Yeah, it's but its own show. Every, every yeah. single person right now is tweeting at us. Oh, it's, it is not Black it's Friends. Black, well, it's Black Friends totally its single. own friend. It's its own show. It's yeah. its own friend. It stands on its own. <laughs> yeah, it stands on its own. I, which, I, I mean, I've heard that misconception. <laughs> I've heard that thing like, oh, well, Friends ripped off Living Single. And, I mean, all right, I guess if you want to say that, you can say that because Living Single was just about a whole bunch of friends and their life together. But... <laughs> That's a lot of fucking shows. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, I, I guess Family Matters family, yeah, <laughs> ripped yeah. off uh, uh, All in the Family. What I, are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's just a lot of shows. Right. Uh, whatever. Right, we, lo- whatever. we love our fans. Yeah, we love our fans. Um, <laughs> Stop we do. Out. We actually do. <laughs> we, I know, but that's just the obligation to have to say it. <laughs> we love our fans. Why don't you guys just know you're loved? <laughs> we know our love. No, your fans. I'm talking oh. about the fans. Just yeah. know that these guys love you. They don't just have to say it. Do it like don't my Haitian parents. Yeah, I'm yelling at you because yeah. I love you. Don't be insecure, guys. <laughs> I, I spank you because I love you. Yes. Did your parents used to tell you that whenever you got whoopings? I do. No, they would just yell. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, not in, during it. Incoherent things. That would be cruel if they spanked you while I'm doing this because I love you. It was after the fact. <laughs> they would say it. During it, they would just be angry at whatever the fuck you did. Yeah. I don't think I would beat my kids just because of all the beatings I had. Oh, yeah. I, yeah I, I just don't see the point. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. It right. didn't make me better. It didn't. Uh, I mean, you're a great person, but I don't I don't contribute that to the to the beatings. Well, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, let's end <laughs> What there. a note to go off on. Uh, <laughs> anything you want to plug? Anything you want to shout out? Nah. I don't even have a show. Let me see. <laughs> Where, where can people find you? Show. Where can people find you? You can find me at Charlotte Larson across all social media. Mm-hmm, I'm trying to see what's mm-hmm. my Go next follower. When is your next? Go show? watch Clench and Release. Is it still up? Can yeah, people of course watch it's it? still up. Yeah, okay. go watch it. I'm hosting Barely Making It on July 9th. Okay. At Bar Lubitsch. If you're in LA, oh, please watch If you're in LA, July 9th, Barely Bar- Making It. Bar Lubitsch uh, puts on some fun shows. They do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm hosting, so I'll be there all night. Uh, what are your episode numbers of some of your shows? What are some, what are some episodes people could watch? Uh, the most watched episode is the first episode of the series. It's called The Code. Um, 
that's that's it. All right. <laughs> Watch the start code at the beginning and then release. keep on going. Yeah, there's two seasons, four episodes in each season. Right. It's like 20 minutes per season. You can do that. You can yeah, do all yeah. Netflix shows. Yeah, I watch yeah. it. I love it. Thing. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, I I told you when I met you at the Sundance thing. I know who you are. I appreciate it. I really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Uh, Edgar's the best. And now I know Jack Jacquees. Jackies. Jackies. Yeah. Damn, no Bob Barker, I guess. No, I'm not professional. I'm not professional. You know what it is? I said it wrong one time, and then I doubled down on my wrong. You doubled down on your wrong. You were trying like, to say it in I French. Said it. I'll defend yeah. you. You're trying to say it in French. I'll defend you. Jackies. There you go. There you go. I got it. All right. All right. All right. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. You guys are the Dope. best. Thank you so much. Uh, you know what it is. Hit us up on Culture Kings mm-hmm. Pod, Twitter, Instagram. At Jackie's Neil, at Edgar Montplazier on Twitter. You're still awful, Graham? Still awful, Graham. Still awful, Graham on Instagram? No, I told you guys, I will change it if someone messages me and says you have to change it. Well, now you're going to get messages. No one has messaged me and told me I don't me I think have you've ever it. said that on air. I yeah, think I you did. told me that. Did you say it on air? What's wrong with awful, Graham? I was just wondering if I should make it professional and just go to my name. Yeah, do your thing. No, do See? whatever you want. Charlotte says no. Guys, it's not going to change until someone with a stronger opinion in my life than Charlotte <laughs> comes and says change it. All right, all right. Uh oh. All right, well, let's go to that strong opinion. Uh, Sophie said you have to change it, <laughs> but so- you don't have a stronger opinion in my life than Charlotte's. I'm sorry, Sophie. <laughs> Damn. That's okay. I'll take a back seat to Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of here with a deep cut. Uh, let's get out of here with one of my favorite tracks from the late '90s, 1997, from a group called Next. It's called Too Close. Yeah. Get up out your seat, like it, love it, like we do you. We'll be back. Uh-oh, you feel like? All right. Come on. Don't stop now. You done did it. Come on. Uh, yeah. All right. Hold on.
right.